0: Welcome to this edition of That's a Wrap in the Word. One of the things that I have noticed, and maybe you have too, is that over time, our worship has changed. Change can be good or bad. But it seems that our worship has turned into more of a spectacle or an entertainment production. In more cases than not, our worship has even become political. But when these things replace worship, then it becomes self-serving and ungodly. The reason more entertainment and political expressions exist in our worship lies in our lack of repentance. We know that apart from Christ, we cannot relate to God. But does this mean we no longer have to repent? In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we read, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Since Adam, our response to God usually isn't to be humble or to humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face and turn from our wicked ways. We are responding to a holy, seeking, caring God, In pretty much the same way Adam did, by running, hiding, and blaming others for our sins. As we look at our nation today, we feel angry, fearful, powerless, and endangered, as we should be. Martin Luther notes two elements of true repentance. The first element is the recognition of sin or the fear of God. The second element is the recognition of grace. King David is a good example of both a great man of God and a sinful man. He was painfully aware of his own sin. He understood that he was conceived in sin as we all are since the first Adam. In Psalm 51, we read that King David knew that he needed a washing and purging in order to be forgiven before a holy God. He said, have mercy on me. He asked God to create in him a clean heart. He knew he had sinned against God in a grievous way. If we are truthful, we too will admit that we are grieving God with our sin. Things are not going right in our land, so we blame the politicians and unbelievers without realizing that we too are complicit in the moral decay of our country. 1 Corinthians 11.31 says this, But if we judged ourselves rightly, we would not be judged. This means that we should no longer neglect ourselves in the work of self-judgment. We start the process by searching out our ways and examining ourselves for the sin we are continually committing. Next, we need to indict ourselves and bring ourselves into court for the sin we find by acting as an informant or prosecutor against ourselves. Then we need to step from the bar to the bench in that courtroom and pass sentence upon ourselves. Lastly, turn to the judge of all the earth, agree with him about our sin and repent. In today's world, it's always all about me. We have lost the focus that we are God's creation created in his image to bring glory to him. We need to refocus our thinking that we, like David, have been conceived in sin and regularly sin against God. We need the brokenness before God that David poured out in Psalm 51. Our worship can be energized through our repentance as David proclaims in Psalm 51:15, "O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise." We sin easily and naturally because we're sinners, but repenting in a God-centered manner is foreign to us. May we be ever mindful as David was of our sin nature and our propensity to sin before our holy God. May we also be truly penitent and broken when we do sin. And may we pray as David prayed in Psalm 86, 5. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Are we frustrated with what is going on in our country? Let us as God's people truly judge ourselves and repent so that God will hear us. It is God's business to judge the unbelievers and our business to judge ourselves and repent. When we do the latter, God will do the farmer and bless our land. I'm E. Lawrence Williams, and that's a wrap in the Word.